0: Focus. Always nice to catch in with the editor of The Farm Weekly. Of course, that's out tomorrow, Darren
1: O'Day. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Troy. How are we today? Not
0: bad. Now, in tomorrow's paper, uh, frustration still mounting over the Australian government's blocking of Qatar Airways from having extra flights here into Australia, mate.
1: Yeah, look, it continues to... Obviously, you hear a lot on the, on, the, on the media, Troy, about you know all the Qatar things and the ducking and diving, but from the ag sector, they really do feel frustrated and they actually feel gutted because obviously the federal government's uh, coming up with reasons why it's blocking those much-needed Qatar Airways flights into Australia. And they're, it, they're sort of saying, well, you know, there's a real problem with it. You know, they, the exporters, I believe, that, you know, the plans from Qatar Airways to, to bring in about 28 extra uh, flights into Australia a week could free up significant airspace in the cargo holds of those planes, and that would sort of also trigger welcome Air freight price competition. You know, and what we're talking about here is, you know, because of since COVID lockdowns. Have ended. Mm. Um, we still there's Still restrictions on you know how much perishable food products we can actually get into those planes. You know, and part of the problem that we've got at the moment is the dominance of what we call those narrow body passenger jet flights, and they have much less cargo space than the wider body twin oil Boeing and Airbus airliners. So we need we need those bigger planes because what you can actually do is put more cargo hold underneath those planes. You know, and it's been estimated that the, you know the extra passenger traffic uh, you know could generated from these flights could be worth at least 700 million dollars a year to the economy and that's just the, that's just the normal economy you know the farm sector you know is really struggling to understand why we've got, got these restrictions and it's particularly in light of you know the federal government wanting to phase out live sheep exports by sea yep. and, you know other ways we can get chilled meat mm. um, yeah. in, in, into yeah. these countries mm. and, and obviously you know they've tried to highlight the you know the value of the air, of the air freight in maintaining you know this the, with relationship with these long-term customers and these markets. Just to give you an example, Troy, in 2019, the, the premium quality beef and lamb exports sent by air from Australia that was worth of one billion dollars a year, and that's before the pandemic came in. So uh, obviously, since then, that's that's cut right back. You know, the freight rates have risen significantly as most airlines, including Qantas, have really just cut back on what they're doing. Um, you know, they put the planes in the ground for a while, and then you know they were trying to get back. You know, freight costs. A chilled box meat, depending on flights, uh, leave, uh, could could sort of be about a dollar Have left from about a dollar fifty a kilo mm, to about mm, seven dollars a kilo.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you know, th- there's a lot of costs there, right, and it's yeah. just you know they really do feel frustrated. One of the people we did speak to was Patrick Hutchinson, and he's from the Australian Meat Industry Council, and he just wants the political jargon to end. He said it's time to really just put a value on on what you know Australian businesses are trying to do, and uh, you know he really wants people to just uh, put their heads together and come up mm. with a solution. You know, it's just really Frustrating, and yeah, they just feel dud and want all the you know jargon to end, and and you know get these flights back in the air, get get extra competition, which you know to the average punter out there will mean okay, we might have more flights, more competition, less less costs, you know, and for the farmers that want to get um you know in all those industries, I want to get that that chilled meat over to these countries, to those Middle East countries, you know, just really opens up that market. It's got a real knock on effect, Troy, and certainly does, you know, and you know the average person just goes, oh well, you know, it's Qatar Airways, you know, you know what's that mean for my flights. But, you know, from the, from a, from an exporting industry, it's yeah. a real issue. Uh,
0: also in tomorrow's paper, mate, uh, farm groups, they're not convinced about the new biosecurity levy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're banging on about the negative, doesn't it? But, you know, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of great things happening in agriculture, but there's a lot of roadblocks oh, at the moment, Yeah, you know, wherever we turn. And, we, you know, we've all, all spoken about that, that nauseum over the time. But, you know, the one that this, this story sort of centres on, you know, the federal government's incoming biosecurity level, levies. Uh, you know, a lot of the farmers that we've spoken to are opposed to that. Mm. Um sort of just the, and the reason they're opposed to it is not because they want to ramp up biosecurity for Australian agriculture. They they worry that the money will uh that they'll pay will actually just disappear into you know Federal Department of Agriculture coffers rather than seeing real outcomes. You know, and these industry concerns appear to be supported by a recent uh, review of the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Now that review is pretty critical of the financial management and decision making of that. You know, even the National Farmers Federation members' groups, they voted to formally oppose the biosecurity levy. Hmm. That's supposed to come in sort of mid next year, and that's going to be about equivalent to about 10% of the 2021 levy rate. Now they they sort of industry citing several issues and unanswered questions, including a lack of transparency about where that money's going to go. And one of the speakers we spoke to there's Chris Groves, and he just sort of said it's an ill thought out policy with a raft of potential risks where he's based what he's heard today. He said there was no transparency on how the producer's money will be used to deliver what they call additional and tangible bio. Security outcomes. I love government speak. Um, you know, he just questioned if farmers will actually see better uh, biosecurity services. Um, and as we took, as I mentioned a minute ago, you know that the, the Department of Agriculture has um, has come under fire for the way it's being managed. And the government itself actually ordered a um, capability review of DAF, I and mean, in that they were extremely critical of the financial management of DAF. And it said the department was forced to adopt austerity measures after its cash reserves were depleted, and um, they had to receive one hundred and twenty seven million dollar lifetime in the main budget. So there's a lot of process. You know, the government review said there was a lot of processes that weren't in place for the department to, what they say, reliably understand its financial circumstances at any given time. So you can understand, given that you know, a government capability review of a government department has been critical and. Mm. Then the government comes out and says, we're going to increase biosecurity levies. And then the farmer goes, well, what are you doing? We were actually really, um, you know, we really want to know what's actually happening, where that money is going to go. And if we're actually going to get any real benefit out of it. And that's, you know, they're just, they're just not happy with the way things are going at the moment. You know, just, for the average farmer out there. They
0: just think, well, it's another levy that we have to pay, Um, and why? And, uh, well, mate, uh, speaking of not great news, the cost of fuel keeps going up and up and up. It surprised me when I went through or passed a few uh, petrol stations this morning. This is surely going to have an impact on farm budgets going
1: forward, isn't it? it? It is true. Well, mm. Every household budget in yeah. Australia, you know, and, and fuel has been a major talking point, you know, from the average person who wants to go down the shops to fill up their car to to the mm. truckie, to the yeah. farmer who's getting yeah. ready for harvest, all that sort of thing. So, yes, there's, there's a whole range of factors that have uh, contributed to send up the fuel farm costs again. Yeah. And when that's going to end, we really don't know. Uh, although... Um, you know, it's not as high as last year and we say yes. Uh, fuel prices are certainly going to punch holes in, in grain harvest budgets and really test margins, particularly for farmers, you know, are running, you know, livestock producers already on thin margins or trucking cattle or livestock around the state or, you know, bringing in feed supplies and things mm. like that. So, you know, so unlike the, the 2022 peak after crude oil prices, they stopped around $100 a barrel. Industry analysts believe the latest peak won't subside, Um, you know, and they're sort of saying, you know, we, we really don't know where it's going to go. It might go up. They, they don't think it'll go down and they say it may plateau. Um, you know, anybody that's gone to the survey would have noticed that you know the, the price has been pretty high. You know, the national average pump prices for diesel and petrol. You know, they've been a been, you know two dollars and above for Absolutely. about a month. Yeah. Uh, about forty cents a litre since I think late July. You know, and about two dollars a litre for petrol may soon be considered cheap. Some people, one by everybody, were sort of saying, uh, predicting that you know the global pressures will keep driving fuel prices up to, to even new records. And I know it's not really much of a consolation, Troy, but um, you know the, the fuel prices in New Zealand are a little bit higher than here <laughs> uh, and they're around about $3.20 a litre at the moment is that right uh, uh, no. which is New Zealand dollars which is $3.50 $3.20 Australian uh, we spoke to one guy Mark McKenzie he's, um, he's uh, the fuel retail industry boss and he represents about 95% of Australia's bulk fuel distributors and a lot of those service stations and look he says he doesn't see those prices uh, falling he said the prices may plateau but he could predict uh, how long we'll have to endure prices at these highs or higher You know, and he just said you know, if you're planning For harvest, plan for the fuel costs to be around current levels. Mm. And he said, um, you know, that's just going to be what it is. Um, You know, just a bit of a snapshot, you know, we actually import about 80% of our diesel needs and about 60% of our petrol. Um, You know, and globally, the recent uh, cost prices Mm. uh, began with major oil companies, including led by Saudi Arabia. You know, they were sort of cutting back their their supply. I think they cut about $1.3 million of barrels a day until 2024. So they're squeezing the market a little bit. Mm. So so obviously, that's going to put a bit of pressure on. Um, You know, your prices, because uh, if there's less fuel, then the demand's going to go up. And and, and the other thing was um, some of the other countries where uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, they were stockpiling for winter. That's also adding a bit of demand to pressure over here at the moment. So um, yeah, it's not good if uh, you're going to the bowser anytime soon, I'm afraid.
0: (laughs) No, it just looks like agriculture still can't get a good break at the moment, mate
1: doesn't matter what's well, going on. Well, you know, exactly. I and, mean, you know, we've had a few wins, but, but you know, there's there's mm. still some big wins that need to be had. And the industry and, and remains confident we can get some wins in some parts and some challenges. Yeah. Uh, other things, you know, the fuel thing, that's just totally out of farmers' hands. And, you know, and, yeah. and today, you know, the, the forecast for the weather in a lot of the areas today mm. is, you know, they're mid-30s. And, you know, and people in Perth are going, great, we're going to knock off, we'll go to the beach. Uh, people out in the country looking at their crops right now going, yeah,
0: no, that's not really good for uh No, no not <laughs> for a great for our crops. No.
1: So, you know, we still we still want to, you know yeah. those crops to sort of grow a little bit more and fill out before harvest.
0: All right. All those stories and more in tomorrow's Farm Weekly, Darren O'Day. Nice to chat. Have a good day, Troy.